want to come to the forefront of the sense of the word of prayer. Mananja, Mananja, Father, may you speak 
through him, O oh God. And may that word, O oh Father God, have a place in us, O oh Lord. May it change our lives as we are praying and asking, O oh Father, my God and my Lord, that when we come out here, Father, we'll be happy, O oh Father, and we'll be willing, O oh Father, to come back again, O oh Lord. Father, we thank you for the newcomers, O oh Lord. Everyone that has come into this house, O oh Lord, we pray, Lord Jesus, may something, Lord, may a seed, O oh Father, may a life be planted in them, O oh Lord Jesus, that it may go the long way, O oh Father, that one day, O oh Father, you'll be able to point to this day, O oh Father, and point to this service, oh, and say it was able to put something that was positive Reacted, Father, to them that they were able to succumb, Father God, to the word of God, O oh Lord. We thank you tonight in everything. Start with us this service and finish with us in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We pray. Amen. Amen.
It reads in this manner it found. And a highway shall be there. And a way. And it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. But it shall be for those the wayfaring men. Though fools shall not err therein. Kuyakuba kona umendo nendlela eyakuthiwa indlela yobungcwele ongculileyo akayikuhamba ngayo kepha iyakuba ngeyabantu bakhe abahamba ngayo noma bayizibula abayokuduka kuyo Amen I hope you understand that it speaks about a highway and a way Amen. There is a highway and a way. That's what the scripture speaks about here. As we pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, this evening as mortals we approach your throne of mercy. And Lord, just realizing one thing that for us to be here it is because you called this gathering there is no man that could have planned that this gathering would take place in the manner that it has taken place I I never knew who would be in the building tonight but I believe you knew who would be in the building tonight not yesterday, but some hundreds of billions of years ago, you knew that there would be so-and-so sitting on such and such seat, having such and such need, and you provided such and such message for that specific person, dear God. You are the God of specifications. And Lord, that is why you deal with every man and woman in a, in a very special, unique, and personal manner. And I believe that tonight it will be no different. When these men and women go back to their houses, it may be husband and wife, but the effect will be completely different because you know how to meet people according to their stages of life and according to whatever issues that may be bothering them, dear God. But I say today, let your word be able to penetrate this, the flesh Amen. and go deeper into the soul that people can walk and raise their hands and say, you knew, God, that I was in the building. 
That's why you spoke in the manner that you spoke. And Lord, let it just, just be a speaking session. Let it be a place provided for in our hearts that this way it shall find a resting place. And Lord, I believe these men and women, they could have gone to many places. But the reason they have come here is because there is a, a yearning in their hearts to hear the unalterated weight of the living God. Something that they can hang on to. Something that can provide victory. Something that can provide healing. Something that can provide a stability. They are not interested in wishy-washy statements, but they are interested in something that can make them to have a backbone and stand in this generation and declare the word of God. That is why, as I am praying for them, I am praying for myself. That as the weight is coming forth, I for one say, pass me not by. Whatever you are going to do tonight, let me be a beneficiary as much as there will be beneficiaries. So that the entire church, when they come to the end of the service, when they go back to the battlefield, each and every one can realize that that giant is no longer a giant, but it has been reduced to a dwarf by the weight of God. That is our desire tonight as we approach your throne of mercy. As I commit every soul to you, including mine, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As we read here. Or just take your seats. Amen. A few minutes. Amen. Now, this evening we want to speak about the road less traveled. Amen. The road less traveled by. Uh, how, how many believe that life is a journey? Amen. And I don't know whether, I think, I, I don't know whether is it is India. India. Uh, or is it Germany? Uh, a, a country that has uh, complex road networks. Actually, I think it should be India. India. Amen. Yeah, it's quite amazing. Oh, I think those that know India. India. I'm told that even if your car gets stolen, they don't look for it. Because finding your car, it will just be a mission impossible. There are almost millions of cars on the road. And uh, when, uh, the last time when I was there, uh, I realized they, they don't use an indicator. Uh, you just hoot and, and, and change the lane. So that means your, your ear, uh, your hearing must be well developed. Amen. You, you should see it's a, 
it's, it's the traffic it's, it's something else but the, of millions of cars and the the, the, tra- the traffic that we saw uh, I, I've never even seen one single accident uh, and I wonder here in Whitbank you, you may have 30 cars but accidents galore Amen but I'm simply saying uh, when I'm speaking about the, the complex road networks uh, I'm simply saying that is exactly how this life is like it has many roads it has many sharp curves it has, it has many uh, uh, runabouts uh, it, it has many it has T-junctions uh, th- those things if you look at them they, they are symbolic to this life uh, this evening as I am speaking to you you may find that some of you are at, at a T-junction some of you, you are going through a sharp camp and some of you think that you have reached a dead end some of you you feel like you are going uphill some of you you feel you go downhill without breaks some of you the devil has put a stop sign so as I am speaking tonight each and every one of you is traveling on a certain road. And, and the road that you are traveling, the person sitting next to you may not have any idea of what that road is all about. Uh, life is a mystery. Uh, to a great extent, you may find that a husband and wife stay together, but they go on different roads. Now, with the, with the complexities of roads that we have, uh, the best way is that you need to have a road map. If, if I say go to Johannesburg, the best way is to know where you are going. As the saying goes, if you don't know which road, where you are going, any road can take you there. Which simply means that you are not going anywhere. But I think God that that God sent the prophet in the last days who became a signpost. If you follow him, then you will reach your destination. Now, the road less traveled by uh, and this phrase, I took it from some, some from a poetry work 
Uh, when I was in high school, uh, I used to love poetry. Uh, even today, I still love poetry. Amen. Because I was taught how to analyze a poem. They say when you read a poem, uh, just to give you a tip so that maybe you might enjoy it. They use a word called a SIFT, uh, which is an acronym for, they use the word SIFT, uh, which is an acro- acronym for, uh, an acronym, an abbreviation for, uh, which means uh, sense, sense, and then intention, feeling, tone, amen, so that means when you do that, but if you are interested in poetry, you can see me. Amen. I'm not, I'm not, teaching, I'm not teaching poetry. But this, 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 it was written by a man called Frost. Or a lady called Frost. In the, that poem that says, The Road Not Taken. It, it resonated with me. It says two roads diverged in a yellow wood. That means they split. Amen. And when you come to a certain point, they split. Two roads diverged in a and sorry, I could not travel both. Uh, you'll come to you'll realize that you come to a point where you can't travel both roads. You can't travel the way of holiness and the way of the wealth at the same time. At some point in time, they diverge. And it says, be one traveler being one long I stood and looked down one as far as I could where it bent in the undergrowth or amongst the grasses. I shall be telling this with a sigh I shall be telling this with a sigh. Ah, somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverge in a wood. I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. How many here tonight have ever taken that road less traveled by? And they can say it has made all the difference. Believing the message of the hour is a road less traveled. But it does make all the difference. 
When you take it, it has no regret. Amen. So when you look at these, it means it simply means that on the journey of life, there there comes a time where mob mentality does not work. There is a time where you need to travel certain roads alone. There is a time where you need to stand alone based on your convictions and your principles. And uh, the stronger they are, the stronger your ground will be. Everything that you believe in must be tested. There is a time where you can believe as a group, but there is a time where you need to stand alone. And and sometimes, uh, some of you, when you came into the message, as you were coming on that road, when they diverged, maybe your family took another turn, and you took the road less traveled. And tonight you can say it has made all the difference. When you look at the, the, the religious community, and I want to say when it speaks about the highway, when it speaks about the highway, it, it, it means when you speak about the highway, it's a place where it is being traveled by many people. But within that highway, there is a way. So there is a highway and a way. The highway is not a way of holiness. But a way is the way of holiness. So when you look at Christianity, it is a a very attractive religion around the world. That you find billions and billions of people following following this religion. And tonight I can say that's your highway. But within that highway there is a way called the message of the hour. And that way it's a way of holiness. And on that way the unseen shall not pass over it. But that way it is for those who travel on it. So that means those people that are traveling on that way, they are not affected by what happens on the highway. Because the highway, there is a commotion, there is a lot of things taking place. I'm not not troubled about what is happening in the Christian mainstream. 
Because I found a way that has been provided by God in the end time. If some people can say Christianity is full of hypocrites, I will agree with them. But I will say I found a way that way a hypocrite cannot travel on. It is a, a way of holiness. Amen. So now, when you look at the Christianity as a mainstream, the prophet has always taught us about the school of thoughts. He speaks about legalism. And he speaks about liberalism. When you speak about legalism, a legalistic Christian, he overemphasizes the importance of abiding by every detail of the law. Amen. So such a person, the Pharisees were some of them. They were more interested about the weight of the details of the law. But they forgot about the tenets of the of the faith. They lived, they lived constantly of the fear of breaking the law. Uh, and they watched sin in every action, in every weight, in every thought, so that they cannot break the law. The law. But uh, I say, uh, the prophet says, when you are legalistic, it is it is it will not take you to the destination because you can be you can be so obedient to the law but yet be without eternal life to somebody that just goes to church it sounds like an oxymoron how, how can you be so obedient to the law but yet be without the eternal life the, the, the young rich ruler came, came to Jesus and said, Master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He says, keep the law to the commandments. He says, I've obeyed all of them. But yet, he was still without eternal life. So that means he was legalistic in his approach to God. But God is not in legalism. I hope we are together. So that means the legalistic, although the law must be kept, but when you stretch it to the overboard, then you end up without grace. And the prophet speaks about liberalism. This one, they've just believed that Jesus has saved us, so there's no more big deal. So I can't live in any way that I like because grace has been provided unto me. So in their, in their living, then they begin to neglect the certain principles of the law. So 
take. So that means if you've got, if you are liberal, or you are legalistic, the prophet is not, it says, is not either of them. But it says there is a, a middle of the road. I, I hope we are together. Legalism in, in church, it makes the church to be cold, formal, and indifferent. And liberalism it can make a church to be fanatic. But the prophet it says is not either of them. But, but there is the middle of the road. So I want to read you a scripture. The prophet in the message the Hebrews. Paragraph 70. It says now on this side when people get converted their minds is set right on Christ. But if they just if they if they are just a little scholarly and don't keep under prayer they get really cold, stiff and starchy and indifferent. Then if they are just a little bit nervous, if you don't watch, then they will just get radical and wild on the other side. So on one side, you've got a radical and a wild side that go into sensations and everything. On the other side, you've got the real cold, stiff, and starchy. So the prophet says it's not either of the two, but you need to find the middle ground. But it says, but the real church is a real sane gospel. It's a real sane gospel. Right in the middle of the road. It's not cold starchy. Neither is it fanaticism. It's a real good. Old, warm gospel. Heartfelt love of God. Going right down in the middle of the road. Calling from both sides. He says, how are you going to get that church? Right out of the way. The urim thimam. I hope we are together here. So you've got two groups. You've got a group that is called indifferent, which is legalistic, and you've got a carefree group. The prophet is not either of the two, but the church of God will find a balance. You know that there are churches the way they are so vested in the laws. You can be the message but be in a church that makes the message to be the law. You know what makes the message to be a law. When the weight is outside, it becomes a law. But when the weight comes into you, it becomes life. So when we come together, the question would be, is it going to be a bunch of quotations that is 
is full of thou shall not and as a result you've got many policies the police people police officers to make sure that thou shall not thou shall not the prophet say that is wrong and on the other side you cannot just have a carefree child where everybody does as they like where they just live the way they want but it's not either of the two but let us find a church that is full of God the the, the, the weight is in them and they are led by the spirit of God so as a result in this church uh, when a person comes and, and, and gets baptized, uh, 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 we are not we are not policing people. We are not saying thou shall know, thou shall not. But in the same breath, we can allow you just to do whatever you want to do. But we believe that the answer, the weight must be pregnated in you. And when the weight is pregnated in you, then the weight will dictate your taste in life. If you are controlled by a church, or by a group of men in church, or you are afraid of a group of men in church, then you have come under legalistic legalism. Or if it is in church, you, you know, uh, I, was, uh, I was seeing there is a pastor that is that was caught with his pants down yeah that's right you can put it just in that man amen uh, amen the, i think his video is going all around uh, and i asked myself i say that's that's where to liba if my tongue gets stuck on my gums, you'll help me. And it is liberal. Liberalism. Is it fine? All right. So my tongue gets stuck on my my gums. But nonetheless, let's continue. So when you are too liberal, then you end up like this pastor. I hope we are together here. Now, what I'm simply meaning is that the Pentecostals they are too liberal in their approach uh, in such a manner uh, this pastors for them is easy to is easy to fall you know you know what preserves us in the message if I've got something to tell Sister uh, Yende. In the message, I don't just pick up the phone and say, Sister Yende Linjani. This one, two, three. I was thinking about this and this and this. It, that's being too liberal. But I need to phone Brother Yende and say, I've got a message for Sister Yende. And the brother will take the message to the sister. So actually, 
Even in the message, an order has been restored. So that means I can never do anything unless I do it through the husband. Actually, if you are in a church as a family, and you can hear a sister, your wife, telling you things that are happening in church, I was just checking the pastor about it, and you've got no idea what he's doing. Just know that things are now beginning to go wrong. Because a, a pastor, I hope you'll allow me to preach. A, a pastor that has got the spirit of serpent, he starts by making a husband to dwindle. Uh, in such a manner that in his manner of approach is to discredit the husband. You know that in our church if we've got a sister that believes but she's got a husband who's a drunkard this church will still respect that husband as much as he's a drunkard. So so that means whatever we do in that family we still need to go through this drunkard until he knows that I am respected and when he feels respected he will respect the weight in time and I want to say sisters if your husband doesn't worship it doesn't mean that he's a demon it's just a brother that is still short of the grace of God and we need to pray for him and we need to support him and one day he will realize that what my wife believes in is the real thing but in liberal churches you may find that even the pastor throws a birthday party for somebody's wife without the husband knowing. Uh, you know that I'm not even allowed to buy any sister a gift. Because every gift has got a spirit behind it. Uh, my responsibility is to tell the brother and say, buy your wife a gift. Uh, I, I, I hope you, you get what I mean. It's because we are finding a middle ground. And finding a middle ground is not easy. You need to be led by the Holy Ghost. I hope we are together here. And legalism, it makes the church to be tense. Because what is happening in that church, it's a bunch of laws that are running the church. You know that in some churches, even the drums is a big issue. But you know, if you don't know how to control drums, don't make the drums to be an issue. It's a a bunch of thou shall not. Thou shall not. But I believe that in the church where the weight is being preached, the weight goes and penetrates the spirit realm and makes 
receive the spiritual outpour into the church then from that time the church is led by the spirit because in an illegalistic environment if you can meet a legalistic brother in the midst of his legalism you may find that he is driven by what he likes or what he doesn't like or it's driven by personal preferences but the church of God even the pastor must put away his preferences because there is only one thing that is preferred is the word of God actually when we come into the message I'm, I'm not even interested to know what you think and actually you should not be interested to know what I think but we must be interested to know what does he think because his thinking supersedes every thinking in the church because if you have got a bunch of people coming into one place their thinking is shaped by different backgrounds and as a result if you can allow one man's thinking to prevail it will always conflict with other people's way of thinking so it will be a commotion but if we can have one agreement Pastor Mariwa's thinking does not matter the word matters then you will have the unity of the believers because why all of them they are yielding themselves to the thinking of Christ that's why being, being qualified to be qualified to be the member of the body the thinking of Christ must be found in you so that means we must see things from Christ's way of seeing them then it brings the unity in the church but it is a road less traveled it is an unpopular road and that's why this message is unpopular because it is the truth and the truth will never make you popular but it will make you honest so this church needs honest people this church needs an honest preaching this church needs an honest leadership so honesty is our value so that's why when you preach the gospel and you're a minister in the message there's one thing that must drop that must become a reality you are not in a popularity contest being worshipping God is not a popularity contest when you accept Christ he will make you unpopular among your friends he will make you unpopular amongst your colleagues because why now you are taking a road less traffic 
Because you are living a peculiar life. The majority does not matter. Even if you have to be the one person on campus living for God, let it be so. If you need to be one person living for God in Wilbank, so be it. And actually, as you mature in the way, you will realize that majority a lot of times is wrong. It doesn't mean that if all people believe it is true, sometimes it takes one man to say, that's not it. That's why in the end time, God raised the prophet and says, that's not it. There is another way that has been provided by God that all men can escape. And it is not a highway. You cannot find your friends on it. You may not find your family on it. But on that way, you will find the predestinated seed. Because when the word is presented, it always attracts the predestinated seed. This evening, I'm proud to say I'm one of the people that have taken a road less traveled. I've been on this road for many years. And it has made all the difference. From when I was still a young man, my way was not my friend's way. But it was a godly way. It never made me popular. But it preserved me. Many years later, when I look back, I would still take the same decision. Because along the way, on the highway, a lot of friends have perished. But on this way, which is an unpopular way, I've seen lives being preserved. So this evening, I'm inviting you to take an off-ramp on the highway and take a way that has been provided by God. And I tell you, you will never regret. Are there people here this evening? Are there people here this evening that have ever taken that road? It's not a popular road, but it left you satisfied. And you said it is well with my soul. You have witnesses here. When you took it, they said you will never last. But yet you still remain. When you took it, they say you are old fashioned. But yet you are still on the road. When they saw you taking it, they say, It is difficult. But it became easier by year by year. Because why? God put himself into you. Hope we are together. It is a road less traveled. One of the, the greatest principles that I've ever learned that I've ever learned learned Amen. That I've ever learned in this message 
It is to say, Uguti. it's good to stand alone. I've never been afraid to stand alone. Amen. And for you not to be afraid, you must have resilience. Amen. You must have the capacity to withstand the challenges that may come. The road less traveled. You can't re- compare notes with somebody. Because you walk on it, the only person that can lead you on it is Christ. Because he has been down that road. So make sure you've got him. Amen. We live in a world where people are afraid to stand alone. Especially our young people. They want to be accepted in groups amongst their friends. Amen. And, and when they are accepted, they may be considered to be cool people. But I tell you, sin is cool. But it doesn't tell you that behind it there is death. Amen. I would rather be uncool but be alive than to be cool and be dead. Amen. And sometimes before you want to be cool, check who has defined that coolness. Amen. And if it's the devil, take the off ramp. Get off that highway and take the way that has been provided by God. The prophet says, this is in the message, the blushing prophet. He says, I think it is after he had preached, it was a very difficult message to preach. But when he came to the end of the message, he says, to these young women coming, weeping, life before them, they are at the crossroads. They are a victim of circumstances. Do you realize, old men, when you were boys, our boys have got ten times the temptation that we had. Sister, do you realize that your daughter has ten times the temptation you had when you were a girl? The the devil that you faced as a girl, he is more vicious today than during your time. So that's why you uh, old people 
you can look at the young ones and say why don't you be like us their faces the devil has become vicious and they need more prayers than you needed prayers when you were growing up this is sister do you realize that your daughter has ten times the temptation you had when you were a girl what will her daughter have look at the things the pictures the devil is painting oh how we need to pray we need to pray for one another because times are tough amen in one message God keeps his weight he says the road we are traveling is a one road. You don't come back on it. You either go on with God or off on the deep end. One side or the other. Brother, we don't need all this formal stuff that we have today. Neither do we need all this fanaticism we have today. There's too much of the real, genuine Holy Spirit. The skies are loaded with it. And there is no need to take a substitute and try to get heaven on some sensation. When God's word tells you you can't do it, what's the use of accepting a substitute? either by joining a church and putting your name on the book or going over here and getting into some kind of stuff that you are going to have to jump up and down or oil run from your hands or bloody faces or something when that staff is out of hell it's not in God's way you believe me to be a prophet of God receive my weight and stay away from such I hope we are together you simply mean that the way that we, the route that we are traveling once you take it there is no turning back you either continue on it or you get off it and you get into the deeper side of it. But I say, I like the song that says, no, no, no. No more turning back. Because once you take this road, it is a costly road. It's not an easy road to travel. It costs you so much because you need to let go of certain things before you travel on it. But once you have let go, 
and you travel on it then you see the hand of God upon your life and this road that is less travel we need to drive it to our young people that it is there is no better road than this road there is no greater prophet than the prophet that we receive Hollywood can never produce the prophet that we have received religion cannot produce what we have believed in and when you take hold of it and fully surrender to it then your life will never be the same and let me tell you something when you serve God or decide to serve God it sounds unpopular but 50 years down the line when you look back on the decision that you made you will realize you have avoided many premature deaths because some deaths that young people experience it simply means they were at the wrong place at the wrong time but when you follow this way God will preserve you for the rest of your life and when you age and you age there then you've got no regrets you only see the hand of the Lord now there is a highway and there is a way and there is the message and there is a message within a message because the message is not the first pool the prophet was doing miracles today we are not after that although you need it but we are not after that because today which doctors can do that and the message is not the second pool but the fullness of the weight is the third pool so that means you need to migrate from the first you need to migrate from the second and you need to migrate to the third why do you need to go to the third the prophecy this ministry will come to its perfection when it reproduces Christ in human flesh again. So that, that is the objective of this ministry. It's not just to come to church, it's not just to sing, but it is to you to get to a point where the life that was in this man years ago, we can see it in you. Then we will say, you have taken a road less traveled. It's not a religious road, but it is a predestinated road. It's, it's not a popular road, but it is a way of truth. I hope we are together here. So you know why? In this world, we know the dynamics. dynamics. How, how, how to, to make a big church. Amen. It's, it's very easy. Just need to compromise certain aspects of the message. And 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 and, and just make the sensation. Then then you'll see. 
we are born it will cause a big movement but you know we are not into that we are, what we are doing is just to present the weight the weight elects its own people and when it elects its own people you know when you are found by the weight it, 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 is, a, it, is, a, it is a great thing because if you are found by the weight, the weight will preserve you. If you are found by a man, a man must maintain you. But if you are found by the weight, you know, when, when, when Jesus found them, he never got into a meeting and said, how are we going to do it? All he said, he just began to walk and, look, and he knew that there is a channel of the predestinated seeds. And when he found Philip, then Philip went to Nathaniel and said, Nathaniel, the one that we've been reading about, and we have found him. Then Nathaniel said, is there anything that good that can come out of Nazareth? Philip said, come and see. Because why? Nathaniel was part of the channel. Philip was part of the channel. Peter was part of the channel. And as long as Christ was here and they were not there, the picture was not complete. They had to become part of the picture. When God sent Brother Brennan, I had to be here because I am part of the picture. No matter where I was, no matter what I was doing, when that message you were sent through that channel. It had to find me even when I was in the jungles of Africa. The gospel had to find you. If you are predestinated, isn't it amazing that you hear the word but your next door neighbor has got no idea what is true, what was happening. I always dramatize it. Message you were sent. Maybe it was a bunch of spoken words that were packed at the post office at some foreign land somewhere. The postmaster. The postmaster. He never knew about the message. It got onto maybe a plane. The pilot never knew what was on the plane. The flight attendant. Never knew what was on the plane. It reached the airport. The people at the airport never knew. And the message went through. Maybe it came into your village. Maybe it was driven by somebody. But he never knew what was in there. It came into your community. The man never got to know. It went past them and found you. Some billions and billions of years ago. 
knew that in 2050 you will be at such and such place and I will send a brother to come and get onto the text and sit next to you and begin to talk to you about the Lord and something began to move God already even when you were a sinner he deposited something to attract his way what makes you special this evening why are you surrendered to the Lord there are more people worthier than you are but it is not based on merit it is unmerited grace of the Lord Jesus Christ I never did anything to deserve this but grace in its sovereignty God looked down at me and chose me in him before the foundation of the world he knew my mistakes he knew my imperfections but he chose me anyhow and today you can show me my mistakes you can show me my imperfections he chose me
has never failed us. There is one thing that I know. There is one thing that I know. That wherever I go, Jesus' love never failed me. There's one thing I know. How many know it? Thank you, Lord. Thank 
Kama as Brother Philip will come and wrap up in prayer. eternal father it's only in your wonderful name that we can approach you lord and that is the name of the lord jesus christ knowing lord that heavens and earth will pass away but your name will never pass away lord and we're so grateful for tonight lord to hear this message of encouragement O lord lord that we are on that road O lord not that by our own choosing lord but what you said and what you thought of lord before the foundation of the world lord you even said, O oh Lord, follow me on my way. The, the, the narrow way is my way. Yes. And that road leads to, to life and life eternal, Lord Jesus. And we're grateful, Lord God, that we can, by your grace, O oh Lord, all we can say is your grace that has led us on this road, O oh Lord. We're thankful, Lord, this night, Lord, Lord, that we can be one of your chosen few, O oh Lord. And to realize we're not here by our own, own way, O oh Lord, but you have brought us here this morning, this evening, Lord. And we're grateful, Lord, that we can come here and, and just to worship you, Lord, and to show our gratitude towards you, Lord, and say thank you, Lord God, for what you've done, O Lord. Just like you said to the prophet, 
that this, you have chosen the, the right way. It's the harder way, but it's, it's the way that leads. And you've got a great portion of heaven in front of you, Lord. And the same with us, O oh Lord. We know, O oh Lord. We follow this road. We'll be on this road. There's a great portion waiting for us, O oh Lord. Lord, we pray for our brother, Lord. Thank you for this message that he brought, Lord. The gift that you've given him, Lord. Lord, that you may bless him, O oh Lord God. Help him, Lord, every day, Lord. Lord, as we pray for him, Lord, that we may become better people, Lord. Better persons, O oh Lord. Better Christians, Lord, for your name's sake, Lord God. Go with us further, Lord, and let thy will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Bless you. Bless your name.